Welcome to the Practically Speaking Mom podcast, the place for an intentional mom to build a strong family. Today we complete our conversation with my friend April Reguglia. If you didn't hear part one, you will want to hear the story of how God knit together her family. Also in part one, we heard her lessons learned and things she did right. Today, we wrap up her list of lies that she or her children struggled with along the way and her thoughts about the seasons of motherhood. Now, since we published two episodes this week, we will not put out a new episode next week. This is something that we have begun in season four of the Practically Speaking Mom podcast. This is one of the changes we have made to keep margin in our family ministry. I hope that your family is also looking for ways to protect your peace and your family time. Now let's listen to the rest of our episode, Dear Younger Me, featuring our guest, my friend, April Reculia. Being well-rested really does have a big impact on your mind frame and your ability to function. And so we just thought that that was an important thing. That's great. I know I did not put nearly the focus of that that I should And it really caught up with me at some point. And so that's definitely you. It's on your list of things you did, right? It's on my list of regrets. (laughs) Anyway, that's, that's good. So the next one is such an important list. Lies, lies that you struggled with as a mom. What, what do you have on that list? The Lord has used a book that I've been listening to by Paul David Tripp called Parenting. Um, to reveal a lot of this. It just has helped clarify it in my mind. It's kind of been there in the background, but just hearing the way that he's phrased things has helped a lot. And so some of these lies that I jotted down were more from the perspective of what's happening in our child's heart. So one of the ones that I had written down was autonomy and that I can be my own ruler and do what I want when I want to. And we are fallen human condition You know, we want to be the one on the throne. And so when we see our kids resisting our authority or resisting our instruction, it's not a behavioral issue necessarily. I mean, that's how it manifests itself, but it's a heart issue. I want to be in charge. I don't want to receive your leadership. And so going back to what I said earlier, instead of taking that personally and saying, well, they're rejecting me, recognizing that this is just the sin condition rearing its head. And maybe right then isn't the time, but to be able to circle back and say, you know, talk to me about that. How, what were you feeling? You know what? And just try to help reveal their heart and the struggle to be our own King. You know, I love it. I love that you do that. One thing with my younger kids that I do now is I will tell them when I have to say no to something or, or when I have to, enforce something hard or when I have to give a consequence to something I now find myself saying I so desire to not have to do this right now but your heart needs to learn this lesson and so we have to walk through these steps because you haven't chosen to learn the lesson through a self-control way or from deciding it on your own these are steps we're going to take together because our goal is to get your heart there And really doing all of these things from a place of their heart, man, it makes a big, big difference in our relationship. It hurts our relationship so much less with our kids when we have to do the hard things with them because we focused on 
talking about their heart. And also, you know, when we said it previously, but just recognizing that we're in the same, we have the same struggles they do. You know, we have the same struggle of, and especially when your kids are young, I don't know, for me, it was tempting to put myself in a different category that of course they can't choose and do what they want to, but boy, you know, (laughs) when I would reflect on my self, sometimes I would find that creeping in and just recognizing that we're not our own, that we were purchased by the blood of Christ and we're called to love him and, and serve him with our life. And that's the other piece I think that is key is being able to throw ourselves right in there beside them and say, this is just the, the way it is. Every person has to face this temptation and say, yep, I'm going to do that or no, I'm not. And so I think that was good. And right along with that uh, is self-sufficiency. And I think this was another one of those things that can be crippling as a parent, as a mom. I mean, you have eyes that see, you see all the needs in your kids' lives, in your own lives, and you see all the things that need to be done practically. And it's easy to just pick up the reins and start start going forward, start trying to tick the tasks off of your list. And one of the primary ways that the Holy Spirit is described is the helper. And so not tapping into that, not saying, boy, Lord, my feet just hit the floor and I'm overwhelmed. I know that you you direct my steps. I completely admit that there's no way that I can do this. And so I just, I want you to guide me, help me, show me what's important and what is not important. Just let me have your mind today. Let the mind of Christ dwell in me because I want to, you know, I want to do what you want me to do today. I know for me, I have to often remind myself that my role is not to fill all needs that I'm not, the ones I'm not capable of filling must be the ones that I am not supposed to, that God has another way. He may want to do it directly. He may want to do it through other people. He may want us not having this filled because there's some growth that we can get from experiencing not having it just right. Furthermore, if we think that we have to be all things, then there would be no need for God. And so we put this pressure on ourselves as moms that we have to be all and do all and, and well, well, kids just need this or that. And, you know, we need to walk in what God has equipped us to do and go to him about all of these other things. You know, it is also okay to feel like there's no way this is going to happen and it's going to destroy our lives and will we be okay? And instead relying on God and then seeing God come through. If we fulfill all of those things, we don't get to experience him, you know, him pouring out his love on us and rescuing us and carrying us when we can't carry ourselves, providing in all of these ways, it is good for our kids to see our reliance on him and see him providing Yes. I, you know, I had a mistaken idea of what motherhood meant when I felt like if I'm a good mom, you know, and I think we really have to press in to get that definition. What is a good mom? So if I'm a good mom, I'm going to meet all these needs. Well, when you start realizing, boy, there's just no way. And I think, you know, what you said was key 
that we need to recognize and go before the Lord and say, well, these are mine and these are not mine. And I'm just going to pray and ask you to show me, you know, what do you, how are you going to handle this? Or, you know, just present my needs and let you do it through someone else or some other avenue. There's freedom in that and a release in that, that boy, because otherwise it's crushing. If you try to carry things that the Lord has not called you to carry, you know, your load gets heavy, (laughs) very fast and crippling really. And just to stop and say, okay, God, this does seem right. Am I carrying something that you've not called me to carry? And just making sure that we keep that uh, before him because we do want to meet needs. We want to help. We want to lift the load for our kids. And we just need to be very uh, aware of that tendency to take on more than God wants us to. We're trying to get them to go to him with their needs and depend on him. And if we're always in the middle trying to say, well, you know, I'm going to do this for you, then that misdirects that. Absolutely. So were there other lies that you wanted to share? Uh, You know, one other one, we've already pretty well touched on it in another way, but just uh, feeling inadequate. As moms, I'm sure that's something that we have all felt. And there's no shame in that, you know, and I just want to say there's no shame in that. The thing that we have to remember is, yes, we can't do it alone, but we can do it with God. He's the one that has put us here. He's given us these particular children with these particular skill sets and weaknesses and character issues so that we can all be conformed to his image. It's okay to not have the answer. It's okay to feel lost sometimes, but we just got to remember that we're not our own source. You know, we can go to him and we can go to other seasoned moms that, you know, have walked this already and God provide the wisdom and the strength that you need. Okay. So you have our last list of seasons. I guess the thing that made me think of two things made this topic come to mind. And one is, you know, I shared my story of our family and how God built it. And that was not my time schedule. (laughs) You know, that was a very hard thing to wait those years. And I spent a lot of Mother's Days in church crying because I didn't have any kids. Um, But, you know, God knew and he knew that these kids were going to need adopted. You know, he was doing other things in me and in my husband. But boy, it was hard in the waiting place. And I just want to give him glory because he knows what is best for us. And, you know, to encourage those that maybe you are waiting, maybe you're having a hard time conceiving, maybe you've had miscarriages. And I just want to encourage your heart and say, God has a plan and we don't get to know it a lot of times on the front end. And that's hard stuff, but just that he is good and he loves us and he wants what's best for us. Just to say that, you know, again and again, that in that waiting time or when circumstances don't seem right to just trust him and stay in there and don't let the enemy move you yeah. because he's got good plans. And the other aspect of that was, you know, with having four children that have graduated and I know that you've experienced this in your life. We miss those little kid days, some days just to enjoy fully the season that you're in. And know that it's not going to last forever, even though some days it seems like it. But to, to just enjoy the sweetness of the season that you're in and know that change is coming. You know, 
things change. Now you're in the season where your kids are getting married and you're having grandchildren and the days of diapers and bottles seems a long time ago. I just want to encourage our hearts because sometimes it's hard to let go of those seasons too. I remember my mama was saying the part of my life that I love the best when was when you kids were little. And just sometimes we have a hard time letting go and knowing, you know what, this is God's deal. You know, he's weaving the fabric of all these lives and he's working in these hearts. And, you know, we would never, ever want to impede or stunt his work. And so while it's hard for our mama hearts to sometimes switch gears, there's new sweetness in the new season. For sure. Yes. I love the season that I'm in. But I look back and love those other seasons more than I did at the time of them. Like I, I wish I would have just enjoyed every season instead of thinking, oh, they're real little. And you're like, oh, I can't wait till they smile at me for the first time. And can't wait till they're crawling or can sit up for themselves. Or I can't wait till they can read or buckle their own seatbelt or get their own food or clean up after themselves. We keep looking at that next season. And so this message that you're giving right now of enjoying each one is so, I wish I would have done that so much. So I love that you're telling mamas about that. And the last thing I would say, you know, I had a, this came from a friend and it just, I don't know the way that she said it, and I won't be able to say it like she did, but it just. It was just such a breath of life to me. And we were talking about, it was a Wednesday night and we were having a discussion time at church and we were talking about, I don't remember what, if it was sharing the gospel or what, but we were talking about doing better. And she got up there and, you know, everybody was, you can kind of tend to look at all the things that you need to do better at. Like we talked earlier and uh, Michaela is a mom of nine and she got up there and she said, you know, Nutrition has been a something that we worked on in our house and we'll do really well for a long period of time. And then pretty soon I'll look around and we've slipped back into our old habits. And it's easy to get discouraged and want to just quit at that point. She said, but you know, the Lord has really helped me. And the thing that I hear in my head is begin again. And, and you know, just the redemptiveness of that statement, just begin again. You know, his mercies are new, begin again. Don't get down on yourself. Don't stay in self-pity. Just begin again. Start fresh. God's grace is enough. And so we don't ever have to stop in that place of defeat or discouragement. Begin again. So I just think that is such a great word and kind of a great way to wrap up our time together. Yeah, that's great. I I hear a lot of people say, don't regret or regret is bad and What I have come to know is that used incorrectly, it stifles us or discourages us and stops us from what we're supposed to be doing right now. But used appropriately, it motivates us to change. It motivates us to not stay where we are. It helps us recognize, yeah, I'm not perfect. I need my savior. You know, there is so much important work for regret to do in our life. And then when it's done its work, we need to set it down and we need to, to do what you're saying. Begin again, take the next step, embrace this next season completely for what it is and learn the lessons and savor the moments 
don't live in regret, but let it do its work. So when I say in, in a conversation like this, that's one of my regrets, or I wish I would have, I no longer look at those thoughts in me and allow it to discourage or to live in a sorrowful place about it, but rather let it motivate me <laughs> to speak up to other moms, you know, like we're doing in this way, or to share it with my kids. When I share a regret about how I handled things, I feel like it bonds us, you know, to ask that apology and to let them know of my commitment to do it better from this step on. I feel like that's bonding through that regret. So you are bringing us a great conclusion here of move to the next season, embracing it and begin again. So thank you so much for taking this time. What a privilege. I wish these mamas could know you and know your kids, just the way that you have impacted the moms around you. Cause I know how much you've impacted me and I've just been on the outskirts of your life, but moms should realize that other mamas are watching you. They could be older or younger, even a mom older than, than you may be looking to you and being inspired, encouraged by your faithfulness, not doing it perfectly, but step into the plate every day. God, what have you got for me today? And you've done that so beautifully. And it's been a privilege to get to see that in your life. Well, thank you. It's been great to visit with you, Val. And I appreciate your work and your ministry and just seeing the importance of motherhood. It is vital and it is important that we help shape these lives that God has placed in our stewardship. And I just appreciate that you recognize that and you spend a lot of your time trying to encourage and build that because it is key. Thank you. Thank you. Well, this is great. And I would love to have you on sometime in the future where we just focus on maybe being a mom of, I guess, learning differences and speaking life into our kids when they are struggling about some of those differences that they have. I just think you are the most shining example of that I've ever seen of helping your kids really become a shining light in the world and that uh, what is different is beautiful and amazing. So I hope you'll come back on sometime and we'll maybe talk about that if I talk you into it. <laughs> God bless you and your family. Thank you, Val. My intentional mom friend, your family is God's masterpiece. He designed the special and unique combination of your little tribe. It's an honor to meet with you every week to help equip and encourage you in your worthy journey of being mama to your masterpiece. If this podcast is a blessing to you, won't you please take the time to share it with moms that you know. So share this podcast with a friend and then head over to practicallyspeakingmom.com to subscribe to my weekly email containing a blog post and podcast. Join me on Instagram at Practically Speaking Mom and in the private Facebook group, Intentional Mom Strong Family. 